I'm Jerry Tiesa and you're listening to the Sound of the Loot podcast. Good morning, afternoon, or evening, depending on when this finds you. Welcome to the Sound of the Loons podcast. I'm your host, Steve McPherson, and regrettably, I have some breaking news to report. My co-host, Callum Williams, is out with a minor MCL tear, suffered, I mean, not so much in the game in Vancouver as around the game in Vancouver this past weekend, so he's not going to be joining us, but... I am extremely pleased to be joined by some members of two of the supporters groups, uh, Miranda Muller from True North Elite and Notch Karnick of the Dark Clouds. Welcome, you guys. Hi. Thank thanks you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, we're here in the lovely 1500 ESPN studios, which is kind of a nice change. Uh, Cal and I often record this uh, in a conference room at the office. Oh, yeah. So it feels a little more official, you know, to have mm-hmm. the, the microphones hanging uh, <laughs> in, in front of ourselves. So, But let's just do some introductions, uh, let people know who you are. Uh, Miranda, uh, let's just hear a little bit from you about, uh, you know, your background, how you got into soccer, how you became, you know, part of True North Elite and okay. uh, and all that good stuff. Okay. So I um I started going to a couple games at NSC just casually, like anywhere in the stadium. I love that atmosphere there. And then after those couple games, we got season tickets for the following year. And it, our season tickets were in the current section right next to where True North Elite like the current was, the radio station? Yeah, yeah okay. they had a current section at okay. the, um, behind the goal All right. um, at NSC. And Nicholas Bisbee immediately tries to get everybody involved as possible, <laughs> as yes. you can imagine. Yes. So he lured us in, and I think that night we emailed True North Elite to get more information, and we met up with him at the next watch party mm-hmm. at um, Northgate, and it was just kind of like... It was kind of like love at first sight with yeah. True North Elite. So we kind of just continued from there. And now um, I'm the True North Elite secretary. So then we just kind of went from there. And we, I love it. It's great. So the, um, the going to a watch party, yeah. I feel like that's sort of a big part because I think that's how a lot of people start is that you're at the game mm-hmm. and you see this stuff going on with like the chanting and the singing and stuff like that. And you're like, it's it's cool. But then when you start doing a thing like going to a watch party, then you realize it's it's more than just going to the live matches. It's sort right. of being involved all the time. Yeah, within. it's it's kind of like a lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. I've, especially now um, in MLS, it has definitely become like – I revolve all my other plans around when and where there's a loons match. Yeah. So it's it's a great environment to be a part of. It's almost it's like a full time job. Yeah, it is, yeah. especially especially um, being so involved like both Notch and I are. Yeah, yeah, Notch. Let's hear from you a little bit about how you became a soccer fan and then and then a member of Dark Clouds. You know, I was reflecting on this, and it's kind of the quintessential millennial mid twenties story. You move somewhere for a job, and you're unhappy, and you you wake up one morning, you're like, I don't have any friends, man. I don't have any hobbies. I, I need something to. To, to do with my life. And so I started this thing. I, it, you start with the meetup groups. You start playing mm-hmm. softball with people you don't know. And then I, I would remember I was invited by a, for, uh, an existing friend of mine to another friend Brad's place. I walk in. I see some flags and soccer shoes at the door. And mm-hmm. I don't know how I made the connection between the two. But I was like, 
these are soccer flags. That's like the Minnesota soccer team's colors. Those are the Stars colors, man. And he's like, yeah, they are. Do you want to go to a game? Because I have this policy where if it's your first game, I'm going to buy you your ticket and buy you a beer. <laughs> what I a mean, good deal. Right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's a great way to get introduced. So. <laughs> Seriously, it was perfect. I was like, oh, this sounds fantastic. This sounds amazing. And I said yes immediately. I went to the game. It was, it was one of the games at the Metrodome, actually, against FC oh, wow. Edmonton. Okay. And this is going to be important in a second. So I show up, and Brad immediately abandons me. Because turns out he does what, like, Miranda and I do with our organizations. He was really busy with the Dark Clouds back then. And so the next thing I know, he's like, go to section, blah, 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 just just, just go there. Okay. And he gives me a beer. And I'm like, okay, well, all right, fine. Next thing I see, he's running across the pitch with a huge flag. I'm like, who is this guy? I'm like, what does he do here? Okay. Am I, I going to see him again? And so I'm really, like, awkward, you know, feeling weird about things. And the next thing I hear is people start screaming. And this is, again, a little funny because my accent doesn't do it right. Lance, Lance underpants, except in the American accent, it'd be Lance, Lance underpants. Sure, I see. It's FC Edmonton's goalkeeper, Lance Parker, is a Calvin Klein underwear model, as I later find out. I was like, why are people shouting? Someone's like, yeah, he's an underwear model, man. And they're heckling the goalkeeper the whole way through the pre-match training. And then the game starts up and people start singing these like funny songs. And then they're singing about Minnesota with all this intensity. And for a guy who's new into town, like finding something to do like this, you felt like you were part of something right away. Yeah. Then I go to the first game at NSC. Everyone is super nice. Like I, I got really lucky. The first person I introduced myself to was Brucey or Bruce McGuire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he was super nice and was like, "Hey, you knew? Let's let's be friends." And so you just kind of get sucked in. And then you're sitting there like a year later with a megaphone in your hand, like, "What happened? <laughs> How what, did this happen? <laughs> yeah, like, what happened all my Saturdays?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting because I, uh, so I've been working for the team officially since I started in MLS, but I actually, I knew um, Nick Rogers, a former president, like via basketball because I was an NBA guy. And, uh, and obviously Nick was a big, uh, still is a big NBA fan. And he uh, wanted me to do some stuff, you know, for Minnesota United. And I didn't know anything about the team. I wrote a story about the team for, for Grantland. I think I might've actually been at that FC Edmonton game. Um, and, uh, and then I went to a couple of games at NSC where I wrote some some blog stuff. And it was interesting, especially looking at the second division, you know, when, the, when it was at an NASL. You know, I was used to going to Timberwolves games where it's like, okay, here's where you go through and you put your, you know, you go through a metal detector and they check your bag and they give you a loop and then you you check in and they, you know, you get your ticket for the meal and then you sit there and then it's like the locker room opens at 5.15. It's like it's all very regimented, you know. Mm-hmm. I went into this, I just sort of walked up to the stadium at NSC and it was like, uh, I go into the ticket booth. I was like, "Yeah, I'm so." Uh, Nick's left left me a ticket, and they're like, "Oh, uh, yeah, he, uh, here." And I walk in, and I'm just like walking around. I see Eric Durkee, uh, who's you know still doing PR. He's doing PR. He's like, "Yeah, come on up." I went up to the, the booth. You know, it's just like people are just hanging out. I was like, "It's so it's so chill compared to the NBA." And I think I, I identify with that. What you're saying, Notch, about. I feel like with things like, especially like soccer culture, it's almost like if you're in the woods and there's a log and you roll it over and there's this whole ecosystem under there. Like once you peel it back, it's like, man, there's people who are like dedicating themselves to this and have been doing it for years, which is amazing. It's kind of hard to remember life before you were a soccer fan or like before you were so involved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Does it measure time like 
BS before soccer. <laughs> yes. Sure. <laughs> after sure. Soccer. Sure. Sure. Yeah. It's, and it's, you know, the, obviously the supporters groups are a huge, a huge part of like perpetuating that. Like you're saying, you meet people and then they, they, they bring you into the fold. Um, Miranda, tell, tell me a little about True North Elite as an organization. First of all, what's your role with True North Elite? And then, you, you know, what's it all about? Um, my role with True North Elite, I am the secretary on our board and I also am a communications co chair. So I um, communicate with the, I assist with communicating with the front office and um, I also do the social media posting. Okay. So a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So mm-hmm. we'll be having a goal celebration and I'll be like, hold on a second. I got <laughs> to get this on Twitter. There's or, a lot of multitasking <laughs> yeah, that goes on. Yeah. Yep. Um, exactly. Uh, but True North Elite, we kind of, we believe in bringing the noise um, on match days and uniting all of the people that are there making or participating in making, continuing to make soccer the world's game. And that's just kind of, we welcome people from all walks of life mm-hmm. to, to do that. And it's great. Yeah. 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 It's, it's tremendous. It really is like the, mm-hmm. we've, we've talked about it at, you know, within the organization, how it's interesting as opposed to in, you know, again, in other major sports, it's like, here's the entertainment portion of this. You know, it's right. like, it, we'll show you a video. Like, yeah, there's these breaks in soccer. It's like, it's just the supporters. Mm-hmm. Like they're leading the atmosphere in the stadium. Right. So, so Notch, same question to you about, about Dark Cloud's little background and, and, and your role with the organization. I've had a bunch of stuff I've done with the Dark Clouds over the years. I used to do the social media, and um, I'm very happy to have given that to far more talented people than myself so I can enjoy those gold celebrations a little bit more nowadays. All I do now is I'm, I just yell really loud on the, on the capo stand. That's so that, important. That's yeah, important that, that's, I feel like you know I had to go back to basics after doing communications and having done some match day stuff. I just wanted to go back to like screaming at people um, and with people. It was, it's so much fun just to stand and look up at 2,000 people who are ready to just have fun singing something that they enjoy supporting the team that they love. And you just got to start them on something. That, that's, the, that's the fun thing. You know, back in the day, I feel like at NSC even, it used to be that you had to maybe tee up a song and sing like maybe a line or two. And then people would, oh, yeah, okay, let's, let's go with that. They catch on, right. Yeah, now there's just so many people that there's a critical mass right away. You sing the first, like, word of a song, and boom, the whole section just, like, yells it right back at you. And yeah. so it's a ton of fun. Um, I think with the Dark Clouds, this isn't kind of, you know, you can go to the Dark Clouds about section and read about their mission and, sure. and see officially what how the organization treats itself. I think I'm going to give you my view of the, yeah. the group, which is it's it's a group that, that has supported the team at its core, that that's that's been its mission, supporting professional soccer in Minnesota. It's also brought a certain degree of irreverence mm-hmm. with them, um, which I really, I love that as a, as a former theater guy. You know, I love I love the kind of, uh, kind of irreverent quality that that's kind of running as a theme through the group. And I love the inclusivity. At the end of the day, if I had to really just pick one thing that I love about the Dark Clouds, it's that because, again, a, a dude like me, like maybe, you know, on a podcast, it's hard to convey, but but I, I I'm... Indian from India. Mm-hmm. Uh, I look Indian from India. And like, as an immigrant, sometimes sports spaces can be a little intimidating. You know, you, you're kind of like, sure. you go to a football game or something, and you, you're just not sure like how things are going to go down. And um, I felt a little bit of that discomfort coming into a soccer space and like, 
the dark cloud just swept me up. It was mm-hmm. there was no question about who I was, who the people I was with were. It was just like you're one of us now, and I love that. I love that about the group, and that's what I've been trying to convey to people when I meet them as well, and what I hope other dark clouds are also doing. Yeah, it's great because I, I think that there's it, it, there's obviously you know both of you sort of talked about there, there's a little bit of a, of a hurdle when you first see it I think because uh, the first reaction is like wow there's a lot of like insider knowledge you know like these these chants or these songs or these things that like they're singing and you're like I don't know what this is a reference to I didn't know the goalkeeper was a underwear model you know like <laughs> like all these various things but then you you really quickly I feel like the vibe I've gotten from both groups and like all of the supporters groups really is like yes there is that but it's so easy to just get get pulled in by the groups you know Miranda was that your experience did you have a little trepidation when you first sort of like I mean I love I love Bisbee he's great he can be a little bit he's intense there's a lot of Bisbee right it was it was kind of like holy crap who's this guy screaming in our face and why does he want us to yell that but it once we talked with them in the brewery at the watch party it it made a lot more sense yeah and honestly that match was the first match the only match that we sat in our actual seats because Mm -hmm. we just like hopped on over the little line to (laughs) the true north lead section and it it's hard to put into words sometimes like what that experience is because you're trying to understand it yourself as it's happening, mm-hmm. like what is going on, and mm-hmm. and how is this? Why is this changing my life the way that it is? Sure, kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Like, but it's for the good. Like, I there's a lot of people that I know because of joining the Minnesota United World that mm-hmm. I don't know where I would be without that, or yeah. how, how my life would be different without them. Yeah, it's like a family. And it, I think it's like your chosen family. And yeah. It's just something that you couldn't, it would be really hard to replace that. Yeah, yeah. And that's kind of different from a lot of sports where like you you, right. you become a fan and you might have your friends who are also really heavily into that. But but like Notch, like how do you see it as, there's a sort of level of organization to mm-hmm. support in soccer that is just different than other sports. It's the simple knowledge that what you do affects the result. And I, I remember the first time that was illustrated to me, I can't remember which game at Nessie it was. I knew we were 3-1 down. Uh, now, Nessie is NSC for those yes, who are not. Yep, yep. Mm-hmm. The National Sports Center, the, the ye old Blaine Stadium. I don't really have a great sense of, like, how insider the, the audience is for this podcast or how totally, outsiders totally. are. And just, like, air on the side of, like, so NSC because it's, it sounds like Nessie, right? Uh, like, funny, quick aside, at my old college campus, there was a set place called the World Affairs Center. We okay. used to call it. Whack because WA is scary. <laughs> sure. like, hey, that's in whack, man. And yeah, people yeah. are like, what are you talking about? Anyway, I get it. Um, I, the dorm I lived in my freshman year, I went to Wesleyan, was called uh, Butterfield, and everybody was called a Butt. So I lived in <laughs> Butt C. It's not, even, it's not even like an acronym. It was just like Great. there was Butt A, Butt Just, B, and Butt C. Nice. So, yeah. I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. Uh, so, so we were down by two goals, and I remember the crowd just started, picked it up. I remember what happened. I wasn't a capo at that point. They just started singing their heads off. Last yeah. 10 minutes to go. The team equalized. And I, I know for a fact in my heart that if the crowd hadn't picked it up, they wouldn't have got those two goals. Because, yeah. I mean, you think about it. You're tired. You know, you, you're you're thinking, like, can I do this? Can we can we pull this out? When you got 200 to 2,000 people singing for you, mm-hmm. it's going to make that difference. And, and um, in a soccer stadium, 
there's the time for that. There are no stoppages. There's no right. one piping in music. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's nobody like stopping the action. You, it's it's constant. So you know, as a supporter, I can make the difference here. I can yeah. keep saying something, and so you just want to keep singing and just want to keep having having that effect. Yeah. As as a sort of an outside observer of it, I definitely saw, especially you know, going to um, TCF. And unfortunately, where I am now, I'm like up behind glass, like really high up, which will be a lot different when we get to Allianz Field. But mm-hmm. uh, so you know, I, there's sort of a barrier for that. But like even at that remove from it. You know, you can hear, you know, there's like the chants are going constantly. But I remember certain games where it's like as it's getting into crunch time, it's like this this level of intensity just starts ramping up. And you start feeling it and you see like everybody with their scarves up on the corners and things like that. And it really starts like you get this feeling and I'm feeling it from behind glass, you know, like thousands of feet away, <laughs> I think at this point. But like like Miranda, like what is it like to be in that crowd at that moment when it starts hitting that fever pitch? That's actually a question that a lot of people ask me. It's, how do you do that? And what is it like? And it's, again, it's just, it's something that you really have to be there to believe. Um, At the last home match, we brought somebody for the first time. He's a soccer fan, but had never been to a United match in the supporter section. Mm -hmm. So we brought him there, and he's like, I never would have done that by choice like without you offering that to me and I'm so glad that I did because you truly have a sense of what it's like to to be in that atmosphere and I don't know he said I don't know if I'll be able to watch a match outside of the supporter section (laughs) again because it's just it it brings you it brings you chills really just being a part of that especially when we sing Wonderwall yeah especially when the whole crowd is singing it or even um with starting lineups, yelling the players' last names. Yeah. There's something about yelling Ramirez. Yeah. <laughs> that just... Always you. Yeah, yes. always. Yeah. So I really think that it is something that you have to try mm-hmm. to even be able to describe. And yeah. I'm having trouble doing that, yeah. even, even being a third season season ticket holder. Yeah. It's certainly... there. It, it is one of those things that... You know, I, I in some ways I hate saying it because it sounds like I'm trying to like sell you tickets, right? But it really is one of those things where if 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 your only experience is seeing seeing the game on TV or something like that, mm-hmm. the actual atmosphere of the stadium is is a, of a soccer match is amazing. And then I can't even imagine what Allianz Field is going to be like next year because I have I've only traveled with the team a couple times, um, but I traveled to Portland and I saw a game um, uh, in Portland, and man, that was the Timbers Army is insane and that was that was definitely one of those things and that was and again i think a lot of that was the fact that the the press box is open it's a lot closer to the field you know they have something like 3000 2800 supporters out there mm-hmm. and the again it's like it sort of started they all sang the national anthem together which was amazing and then you know there's sort of like this volume and i'm like wow that's impressive and then it went up another and i was like oh i was sort of like this is almost a little scary <laughs> you know it's almost become a cliche right in the soccer supporters world of talking about your stories from portland and seattle but there's a good reason for that and i mean i have mine which is i was i used to work in portland and seattle uh, a couple of months out of every fall and i used to do interviews on saturday mornings in seattle in particular and i had tickets to the game in the evening because that's the way it was if i was in town for a sounders game i used to go and I picked a Starbucks that was near C-Link, CenturyLink, to 
to do my interviews. Mm-hmm. So I'd be close. And I remember getting that. I started scheduling them super early. My co- colleagues at work would be like, what are you doing starting interviews at 7 o'clock? And I was like, yeah, just, you know, these kids, they wake up early. And, and so I was like <laughs> in my head, like, I got to be done by 4, man. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I was there at 7 in the morning and there were people in Sounders gear walking around. And I remember thinking, this was back in like 2014, 2015, thinking, man, these people have incredible amounts of support. And they just, they'd just be bigger and bigger crowds and the march would go by. And I thought like, man, wouldn't it be great to have that? I remember last year here getting off that light rail train. In fact, even just getting on the train and seeing the train full of people there mm-hmm. in Minnesota United yeah. and thinking, mm-hmm. you know, that moment I had in Seattle. Yeah. We have that now. Yeah. That's us. But you get off at DCF and every the whole world is in Minnesota United here. <laughs> yeah. You know, you love it. It's fantastic. Yeah. The first time I went to Surly for the pre-match party and it was like you see, I mean, first of all, you see a lot of Minnesota United gear. It's fun because you see like old jerseys. You see people in like compost jerseys and stuff like that. But then you also see people in like, you know, messy jerseys and like they're in like kids in their their little soccer team jerseys and stuff like that. Like you feel that sense of, I mean, it is Minnesota United, but it's also just the whole the whole culture of it is just kind of amazing. Um Wonderwall. Let's talk about that a little bit. Uh, obviously, it's, you know, what gets sung uh, at the end of games that we win. Um, and it's true. The experience of that is amazing. There's that there's like one video that came from last year, I think, where um, one of our social media people was on the field and sort of caught it from field level. And they, they sort of showed it on on MLS's website. And it's like, yeah, when you just see that, the, there is those chills. Is that one of the best moments, Miranda, for you? It really is. Um Especially when, by chance, Wonderwall comes on the radio, like, on <laughs> yes. your way to whatever watch or whatever pre-match festivities sure. you're headed to. Yeah. It it really is. It's just one of the, like, the highlight of your day kind of thing. And more importantly, it means that we did our job mm-hmm. supporting the boys on the pitch. Yeah. And I I feel like that's a sense of what... All of us are there to do, and it's kind of like a little victory dance. Yeah, it's a real moment of, like, I think synergy between yeah. between the team on the field and, and the supporters, you know, with, like, the players going out there and sort of, yep. you know, saluting the supporters and everything like that. Um, I mean, they still do that even when they, they don't win, but mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's so nice when they, when it comes together for that. You know, like, I, I like that. I like that element that it's this tradition of of, of winning. And, and Wonderwall is a crazy song for that. It, it, I. I don't know what would song would be better. Like it's and it's funny because when that song came out, I was like, "This is a great song." Then, like everybody else, I was kind of like, "Okay, I've I've, <laughs> I've heard it enough times, you know." But there is this quality. This, there's this sort of like formless quality to the song because it, you can imprint whatever on top of it, you know. Mm-hmm. And it's and it feel it has a feeling, mm-hmm. but it doesn't really have like a meaning. And so you can sort of ascribe whatever whatever meaning you want to it, which is one yeah. of the great things. You can't get enough of it now. Yeah, yeah, totally. And so and now Wonderwall is also going to be as just recently announced the name of sort of the umbrella group of that is pulling together all the supporters groups uh you know especially moving to Allianz Field and this idea of the Wonderwall is the thing that is all of the supporters groups together so um were you guys involved at all with with discussions about that no not just saying no (laughs) I I was involved okay with um the branding of it okay but not so much the structure of it sure um but that's kind of where my involvement. I mean, I've had a little bit of input on, mm-hmm. like the the website layout and mm-hmm. the content that it'll. The be. logo is great. The Thanks. scarf logo yeah. is fantastic. I, yeah, that it it took. Um, I think it was a good month and a half that we 
all there was a yeah. I think eight or ten of us on a little committee mm-hmm. working on that. Nice. So, yeah, that, that stuff takes a, a lot longer than you think it would. Right. But. Especially with everybody's different schedules. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah. But it's you know I mean part of the thing is that it's not really. I mean, specifically, it's not uh, obliterating any element that's within it. It's really supposed to be all the supporters groups maintain their autonomy yeah. um, and then also contribute to the entire thing. Right. And that's your understanding right now. Yeah, it's it's just meant to bring us all together. It's yeah. supposed to be just the collective noun for all of our groups, which bring a little bit of our own flavor. You know, Fist of right. the North Star being another group besides mm-hmm. the, the two that we have represented here on this pod today who just have this kind of really fun, quirky thing going on. Now, how do you incorporate that into the whole? How do you coordinate that? That's what the Wonderwall does. It, it brings us all together. It helps us work better together to be, you know, the, the, the Wonderwall president, Abe, the way he'd put it is louder is gooder. <laughs> so, I mean, it's that, very Abe. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what the mission of the the, the Wonder Wall says again in, in many lines. I just not don't know any of the missions apparently. But like the louder is gooder is a pretty yeah, good. it's a pretty good synthesis, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not bad. Let's talk a little bit about um TIFO, because this is another thing that a lot of people, you know, this the the for special occasions, occasionally there'll be things that are coming out. I'm not gonna give anything away. I know there's a TIFA coming for the, the 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 game this weekend. That's all I'll say at this point. Um, but just in terms of the idea of TIFO, um, like Notch, how do you view that in terms of like what the essential mission of of sort of like crystallizing the the the, the identity of the club or the identity of the supporters into something visual like that? Yeah, you know, stepping away from the Minnesota focus for a second, TIFO is one of those things about American soccer that I I love because of what it represents in our supporters culture. So you look at American supporters culture and a lot of people say, oh, they're just taking stuff from England or they're, you know, taking stuff from this other place. TIFO is not present in English supporter culture Mm -hmm. and it's brought in from other countries. And American soccer culture, if you look at it, it has a few elements from different countries and you also have some really uniquely American things. It's such a great blend of, of different things to, to make a, a stronger whole, if you ask me. You know, I, I love the fact, for example, that American soccer culture is one of the most free from hooliganism, mm-hmm. one of the most free from some of the negativity. You know, you can, you can in most stadiums in this country, hang out with the opposing team before and after the game. Yeah. Their supporters, at least. Drink, yeah. 90 drink. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, uh, and, and TIFO to me is kind of another element of that. Mm-hmm. But, okay, so over here, I mean, TIFO is... For me, what it represents is, is it's it's our message to the team. I actually have never talked to a player about TIFO. I don't know if you have. No, actually. Now that you say that, <laughs> I, don't <laughs> I don't know if they, if they like look up, if, if what in, emotions it inspires. So, because with songs and stuff, I, I literally the first time I met a player, I asked him like, "Listen, you know, we're singing over there. Do you guys listen to that? Like, is it, does it help?" They're like, "Yeah, <laughs> TIFO. I haven't actually, yeah, haven't done a good that." Question. So for me, it's just it's just a display of our commitment. It's a mm-hmm. display of who we are. It sends. A a message of our values, like for example, our Pride Night Tifo, which was a beautiful yeah, design. Yeah, was awesome. Um, and and I think that's what it is. It's 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 a way to represent our values on a big stage. It's it's a way to send that message loudly and clearly. There's a lot a lot of time and effort that goes into those for the amount of time that they are displayed. Yeah. Um, I have been on. I've worked on a lot of Tifos mm-hmm. in my short time in the soccer supporters community, and it always amazes me how many people come around to do that and the work that we can all the outcome that yeah. we can bring yeah it's it's kind of got a it's sort of like a, a, a like a 
uh, uh, mandala. Is that what I'm thinking of? Uh, the, the Buddhist, uh, it's like a painting in sand, yeah. you know? So it's sort of like, there's all this work that goes into it. And in some sense, it's like the process of it is, is the reward. Obviously the people who view it, they get to see a TIFO, but mm-hmm. you know, all those supporters working together to make it, that's a huge part of it. I think so. The other thing I'll give a shout out to the Indy 11 supporters group, Brickyard Battalion, who I think do the best thing I know with used TIFO. Some teams reuse their TIFO cloths for other sure. things on the back or whatever, but Brickyard Battalion makes <laughs> tote bags out oh, of nice. old TIFOs that you can buy. And then That's a good idea. I, I, I awesome. think that's pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> have you guys taken, I mean, like, have you seen, have you guys traveled with it, done away support? I have not been lucky okay. enough to do that yet. Okay. But not chess, not just not. Yeah, several times. I've helped organize trips of which is uh uh can be interesting <laughs> to coordinate twenty different supporters on a bus in in, sure. in downtown uh, KC, for example, or downtown Indy. But uh it's so much fun. Yeah. I mean I, I don't know if you if either of you have ever stayed on a campus like over the summer where sure, yeah. all the people you know, you have your big groups in whatever school or whatever you're attending. And you're then the phone call the... coming in. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but over the summer, you know, everybody's friends all leave. And then you have all these people from different groups that maybe you hadn't talked to before. Mm-hmm. But then you come together as a whole and you make new connections, new friends. That's what away travel is. You, sure. you meet people that may be standing somewhere else in the section. They might be a dark cloud, but I haven't met them. I haven't talked to them. Yeah. And you're kind of in this foreign environment. Yeah with them elsewhere oh, that's interesting you get to meet other supporters from around the country you get to kind of hear their stories of, of loving soccer you get to see these beautiful facilities i get a kick out of stadiums mm-hmm. um maybe that's a really nerdy thing to say but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fun to go check out how other other places look and there's something special about beating a team in their house oh yeah i mean like atlanta i was in atlanta a lot oh. so i i mean Okay. That's still my favorite win we've had. So it's my favorite moment of a Minnesota United MLS. Like even that LAFC win, that was fun. Don't get me wrong. That was a good like, win. But I, I I was carrying a massive chip on my shoulder from mm-hmm. the Snopener. Yeah. Oh, and I, sure. I wanted to go to Atlanta and I wanted us to win. Like so bad. Yeah. yeah. And I thought, like, oh no, this isn't gonna happen. And then Molino just knocks that goal in. Like all of us, I think there were 20 of us up there on like the third level of Mercedes-Benz Stadium. We just went bonkers to the point where I was like, man, we got to be careful. Otherwise, we're going to jump off this balcony <laughs> yeah, that yeah, we're on. Yeah. And I mean, it was so much fun, though. Yeah. So much fun. That, that game was, um, you know, as, as an employee of, of the team, uh, in some ways, it's interesting because I came from journalism where I'm, I'm not an employee of the team writing about basketball. And so I cultivated a very neutral approach to doing that, you know, that I was not, you know, I was, I was a Timberwolves fan, but the more I got into writing about them, the less I viewed it in that way. Um, and now as an employee, it's like, obviously, uh, I want to represent the team. I have, to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm supporting the team because that's part of my job. But personally, I still sort of try to stay, you know, even keel about, I sort of, I have to write recaps. I have to talk about both teams a little bit and sort of be even handed with it. That game, <laughs> I was not like that. Like when we, when, when we were up and then they went down a man and then we went, we were losing. I was like. I don't know if I've ever said this before, but I was ser- seriously sitting downstairs in my house going, like, I may have to quit my job. Like, if this team loses <laughs> to Atlanta when they're down a man, like, I don't know how I can show my face. And then, and then, man, when they came back, I was, you know, usually it's like I just get right into writing. But I went upstairs, and my wife was in the kitchen, and I was just, like, walking around. She was like, what, what are you doing? I was like, I can't start writing right away. I need to just kind of, like, absorb this a little bit. So... I was just yelling, man. Like, I just screaming. For, there's a photo of me screaming for no reason. I was just so happy. And, yeah. You know, what? one other thing about travel I'll mention real quick, which is 
if you're looking to make new friends in soccer or just in general, that is the place to do it. There are three things Absolutely. I would say, like getting involved in our groups. Mm-hmm. There are three things that I always tell people. If you want to get involved very easily in, at a slightly deeper level than just standing in the stadium, go on an away trip. You'll mm-hmm. make friends and someone will rope you into doing something. Mm-hmm. Uh, go to Painting Tifo. Or go do community service. And yeah. you all have, have a community service group, I know. Yeah. Um, so do we. Keep, ours is Keepers of the North. They um, have been doing work in our surrounding communities, but they've also been focused on the St. Paul community, mm-hmm. where, we're, where Allianz Stadium will be. Nice. So. And there's info about that on the, the website, I'm Yeah, assuming. yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Notch, Dark Clouds. Silver Lining Silver is our Lining. is our charitable organization. We do a whole bunch of stuff. And, and the Wonderwall website actually has a really nice drop-down menu at the top where it says, I think, charitable organization. Mm-hmm. It lists all of them. And so if you're looking to do some good in the community and hang out with soccer people, it's the way to do it. Yeah. It's so much fun. And that's and that's a huge part of, of I think, I mean, I don't know how widespread that is again talking about like in, in europe or anything like that but i know that you know for supporters groups a huge part of it is being part of the community and giving back to that community and that's the thing i mean that's important to the team itself as well but you know i think that's it's easy sometimes to feel like in sports you're like well it's a fun diversion it's a pastime you know it's it's a hobby um but it gives people a thing to gather around and then once they're gathered there then you're like well how can we help out the community and that's that's an amazing thing there's, there's a guy, Rich Harrison, who has run Dark Cloud Silver Lining for years. And the guy is, I mean, he, I think he's been Surly's top volunteer for Surly Gives a Damn as well. I mean, the man lives and breathes community service. And I have to give him a shout out because he puts together these wonderful events where, again, he just saw that, like you said, there are people here around a cause. There's labor basically available. Yeah. Why not put it to good use? Yeah. And, and he's, I mean, he's been a force of nature getting that done and, and organized and I love it. I, I love that both our groups have these, have all of these events that we've been doing regularly. Were yeah. you, what was your last event? Um, I think that the last thing that we did, well, each month, Corey Barrington selects a, he is the leader of the Keepers of the North. He selects an organization to donate money to Mm -hmm. and it's called our change for change campaign and one of our first ones was for the lampstrong foundation yeah um that was one of my favorites matt is great matt's terrific yeah absolutely. he's he's, he's so much fun to talk to Mm -hmm. and our our latest one was for um special olympics of minnesota oh yeah so that's one of one of my favorite yeah things that we've got going on but we we've done all kinds of things i think um We've recently worked with the Special Olympics athletes at their um, summer games mm-hmm. in, was that June or July? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice when it can, like, the, the stuff with the, the, the team dovetails with those efforts, you know, like mm-hmm. with, with Lamstrong or, you know, we have the unified team and, right. and working with Special Olympics or, like, Pride. I know there's the Pride Razor, uh, you know, when we had our Pride match and mm-hmm. things like that. So I love that. Like yeah. <laughs> that yeah. working hand in hand together uh, is really great. Let's talk. Let's touch briefly because we're we're running up against time. But let's talk a little bit about Allianz Field. Mm-hmm. What are you guys excited about? I mean, I have. You, what have you guys seen? I haven't been lucky enough to to go into okay. the stadium. Like okay, I, I, the most that I've done is the Allianz experience. Okay. At, at the front office, which is pretty cool. It is really cool. It's, I had my doubts. Like, I mean, my doubts. Like, <laughs> they, you know, when that was put together, it's like I, there was a lot of work that went into it, and then it opened, and I was already onto like the next projects that I was working on, and so I didn't even get, to, I didn't see it <laughs> for like a month, yeah. and then I went through. I was like, oh, this is actually this came together really nicely. It's great. Yeah. Um, but uh, you've seen photos. 
Yeah. The supporter section is starting to look amazing. It's all like light blue. It's all standing. It's really exciting. Um, you know, there's there's like there's ADA stuff in there. Um, you know, uh, you know, for all kinds of different fans. There's a huge screen above it, yeah. uh, which is really exciting. Like Notch said earlier about being excited about the different stadiums that you get to visit on travel days. It's it's going to be like that excitement level of what is it going to be like in our stadium for the first match there. I think yeah. that that's one of the things that I'm looking most forward to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's really it's it's cool because having again having been to Providence Park, mm-hmm. the thought of like having that kind of intimate experience, the way that Allianz Field is going to mm-hmm. be, you know, that it's going to be small and it's going to be rocking, like that's going to be amazing. What about Notch? Anything that you're particularly excited? I bought a house there. <laughs> like, <laughs> in the neighborhood. <laughs> Just because I was I was so excited about it, and that you know that comes from the fact that I think I was like visualizing this from 2014. That was the year in which I think I got like heavily like. So the first year I was kind of just like, oh, this is fun. And then 2014, I feel like my feelings got a hold of like the future. Mm-hmm. And sure. I, this was before like I even knew that we even had ambitions of of getting an MLS expansion. I, I was just picturing myself like at the back of my head, like thinking like, whoa, you know, and it's a, it was a real clear picture that still to this day is up here, which is just standing in a section in a beautiful new stadium in and, and I'll, I'll be blunt i knew we were going to build that stadium in that one place in st paul i used to work there and i was like this is this the is place I yeah go. i remember talking to nick and being like dude you should do it right there and i don't i don't think he listened to me but like i knew it was going to be there and so for me this is just like it feels like literally my dream coming out of my head and and coming up like physically coming out of the ground yeah. you know like i drive by there every single day and it is I mean, it's it's a beautiful thing, and I think I'm gonna shed tears the first time I go in there. I know I don't even know what it's gonna be like for people who've been around the sport here for like 20, 30 years. Sure. You know, went to kicks games and all right, that. Like, right. I I can't even imagine. But for somebody who's just been around the few short years that I have, I mean, I'm gonna be emotional. Yeah. Um, the supporters' experience couldn't have asked for anything better. Mm-hmm. You mentioned this, the the standing section, like. I mean, that was such a great decision. Like, yeah. I feel like that shows a certain degree of ambition in terms of putting together a section like that. Because I feel like some of these new stadiums sometimes come up and they don't have standing section. I'm like, why Why not? Yeah. Why would you seat people when 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 you have the ability to have them up there? <laughs> and they're going to be standing the whole time anyway. Right. right. So, yeah. And that the angle of it is also just really striking when you're up close mm-hmm. to it. You realize, like, how much of a wall that's going to be. And, yeah. like, as opposed to, like, TCF has been great. And you guys, especially the supporters, have done an amazing job of making it feel intimate and making it feel, like, rocking, you know. But it's still, it's a, it's a football stadium, you know. It's, like, it's a very gradual slope. Mm-hmm. Like, there, it's, like, you're on top of the game. And it's... It's really exciting. It's going to be really fun. TCF has been a really great home, a temporary home for us. But it'll be, like Notch said, it'll be emotional to have our own place to call home. Yeah. (laughs) It's going to be really fun. It's going to be really fun. All right. So uh, I said uh, that I would allow people to flog whatever they want (laughs) to flog here on the podcast. Notch, you have something you would like to promote. Yeah, yeah. I have a podcast of my own. It's basically... Three of us making jokes about the week's soccer news. Uh, we call we call it we call it soccer. That's the name of the podcast. You can find it on fifty five dot one. Most our episodes there. We just have fun. So if you're looking for some jokes, lighthearted look at the week's news, MLS, EPL, all sorts of stuff. Just just come listen to one of our episodes. All right, Miranda. I'll just throw it out there. If if anyone would ever be interested in um, becoming a part of the the community that we've built um, with True North Elite. It's as simple as showing up and introducing yourself. Um, everybody knows everybody, so um, whoever you talk to will be able to 
show you the ropes. Awesome. I assume the same for the oh, dark clouds. Absolutely. 100%. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I see people sometimes on posts on the internet being like, how do I get involved? And it's just show up. Tell somebody you're new. Yeah. They mm -hmm. will most likely be excited to meet you. Or they'll say, I'm new too. And hey, suddenly you've got a new friend who's exactly like you. So yeah. you know, just, just experience it together. Yeah, maybe someone will get you a ticket and a beer again. There you so, go. Right? Actually, yeah. you know, since since the move away from Nessie, the beer price is a little high. Sure. So now it's just the ticket. Just the ticket. Just the ticket now. <laughs> well, guys, thanks so much for coming on the show. This has been Absolutely. a lot of fun. Thanks, everybody out there, for joining us for the 21st Sound of the Loons podcast. Minnesota United's next match is on Saturday, August 4th, against Seattle Sounders FC here in Minnesota. Kickoff is at 7 p.m. I'm sure you have to get there a lot earlier for you guys, right? Well, you gather it at Surly. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't want to give anything away. So <laughs> uh, be sure to leave us a nice review on iTunes or at the very least a five star rating. I will accept nothing less than five stars. <laughs> uh, you can follow the team on Twitter at MNUFC. You can follow Cal, who is not here. You can follow him in, in, in absentia at CalWilliams.com. You can follow me at Steve Venturis. And remember, there's only one person in this whole world like you, and people can like you exactly as you are. <laughs>